Esports is one of the fastest growing industries in the world. And this is the podcast where we talk all things branding, marketing, sponsorship, and events. I'm Rebecca Langawa, founder of Happy Warrior, and I'm an esports brand builder and strategist. Join me as I discuss the world of marketing and esports with some of the top experts in the industry. Welcome to the future marketing in esports. This is Rebecca Langawa, and you are listening to the future of esports marketing. Today's guest is Dane Kuhn. Dane is the art director at Wise Esports. Wise has two teams under their umbrella, a Call of Duty team and a newly announced Rocket League team. Welcome, Dane. Hey, Rebecca. How's it going? Good. How are you? Great. So I'd love to hear a little bit about your design background, where you went to school and kind of what had inspired you to become a graphic designer? Yeah, so I guess I started in high school, really. I took a couple design classes and then I actually started school at Montana State University as a biology major. <laughs> but after a year of that, I decided to switch to design because I was doing it on the side anyways. And then from there, I just... I took about a year to work at a brewery for a bit and then ended up getting an internship at the Vikings, which, sorry, I'm about to start that part over. <laughs> no, it's fine. Go ahead. Uh, so start uh, from your brewery. Okay. Yeah. So I ended up taking a year off, not off, I guess I was still looking actively for a job, but I ended up working about a year at a brewery and then ended up getting an internship with the Vikings as a graphic design intern. Did that for about four years and then got hired here. Awesome. And what types of projects when you were a graphic designer at the Vikings would you typically work on? Oh, man, a little bit of everything. And at towards the end, I was doing a lot more than just design. I was also a photographer doing game day photography and traveling with the team. So it was really all over the place. But a lot of social media design for sure. And then also the rocker logo, which kind of led to this position. Yeah, let's talk about that. That was your journey into esports. And for for our listeners, Wise Esports is owned in part by the Wilf family, who also own the Minnesota Vikings. So there was an opportunity that came your way as a graphic designer to help really shape what their Call of Duty team that they've invested in, how that would come to life. What was that process like? It was a little wild. My boss at the time came to me and said we had a new project that the Wolves were getting into through Wise Ventures, which is like the bigger umbrella investment company. And if I wanted to help work on a Call of Duty team, and we helped do the name brainstorming and everything. So we, we helped name the team. And I think Brett was probably the only employee at the time. So working pretty closely with him to figure it out what they want for the name and eventually the logo and everything. And what was the inspiration for the name Rocker? Where does that come from? So we went through a lot of different different avenues and we came we wanted to have it somehow tied to the vikings which is why it's purple so 
originally we wanted the name to be the Minnesota Ragnarok, but that got shut down for copyright reasons, which if anyone has ever tried to name anything here, it is incredibly difficult to get stuff through copyright. So we pivoted to Rocker, which if you break down the etymology of Ragnarok, it is Ragnarokker, Ragna meaning gods and the rocker meaning twilight and ragnarok are coming together to mean twilight of the gods which is the end of the world in norse mythology wow pretty dark but i guess first person <laughs> shooter game so there yeah, you go that's the world that call of duty is so you worked on that project when did it lead to being on the staff for the minnesota rocker so that was in the summer we went through the fall and everything doing some a couple different branding things and then i ended up talking to Brett and Annie about coming on full time with them to just help more because it was for one it was a move up which was good and then two i had been at the vikings for 4 years and it was starting to just be the same thing over and over again which I mean, it was a lot of fun while I worked there, but it was felt like it was time for me to um, move on. And then this just seemed like a, such a good opportunity and talked to Annie and we just decided that it made a lot of sense to make the move over. So were you the third? So Brett Diamond, you talk about Brett and Annie. Brett Diamond's the COO. Annie's the VP of marketing. Were you the third full-time hire? No, I think Ashley was before that. And there were, okay. I think I was... I'm probably wrong on this, but it's probably nine or 10, 11, okay. somewhere in there. Um, so in because the meantime, that... were you still working on some of the creative aspects while being at the Vikings? Were you wearing two hats yeah. for a while? So just because the because Rocker didn't have that kind of staff, it was almost like they were using the Vikings design team as an agency and paying for that kind of work just because we had such a big design team over at the Vikings. And it's like the sister team. So we were able to help them out with that. So prior to this project, how familiar were you with the esports industry? I was, I guess, like adjacently familiar, not super in-depth involved, but always like generally aware of some things. My brother was always big into Rocket League and RLCS. So I knew a little bit more about that just from talking to him. But now a lot of that has changed anyway. So <laughs> all of the <laughs> format and stuff at least. Yeah. So that, that was my biggest exposure for sure. Is just through your brother and just having an awareness, but not necessarily being like an esports enthusiast. Yeah. By but, sense of the word. Yeah. Definitely hard, like a big gamer and stuff though, ever since for as long as I can remember, basically picking up like my Game Boy when I was like four or five years old. But so that kind of, working in sports and then having a love for gaming come together nicely for that. Yeah. It's a good marrying of interests. So you mentioned that you were a photographer when you worked at the Minnesota Vikings. Have you been able to utilize your photography skills on behalf of working for YZ Sports? Yeah. Less lately, obviously, because we've had to work remote, but yeah, I shot mostly everything for launch weekend we did a couple photo shoots and stuff 
for the guys for just for our media days to have stuff for design and video and stuff so the idea is i would be doing a lot more photography but obviously the circumstances were not able to at the moment with covid so yes. you wear multiple hats so you're leading design as the art director coming up with concepts and visuals and taking photographs what other hats are you wearing and i want to learn a little bit about print design and traditional media is there a place for that here and what you're doing on the digital side? Gotcha. It definitely leans pretty heavily towards digital, but for example, for launch weekend, we had a ton of signage that we had to get printed. And I was me and Tasha, who our content specialist, Tasha, yeah. we were the only designers on staff at the time. So we had to tackle a lot of that just on our own in a pretty short time period. But I definitely think there is a place for print design, especially when it comes to apparel and merch for in regards to esports. But dev we definitely lean very heavily towards digital. Uh, With this space, the company purchased a Rocket League team recently. It was just announced a couple of weeks ago, and you guys have been hitting the ground running. It's called V1 version one. Can you tell me a little bit about how you were notified that there was going to be a Rocket League team and a little bit about the process of trying to build out a brand in what I understand was a relatively short period of time? <laughs> it was pretty quick. I had known for a bit, I'm trying to think of when I knew. I had heard mostly just people talking about Rocket League back since I want to say May. May or June, probably people talking, just the possibility of us getting a team. We were in the middle of trying to come up with a name for the parent company. And we were trying to be aware of, okay, what if we do end up getting a Rocket League team, what would that be? And should they be the same? And then it just got to the point where we knew we were getting the team. And then the season came a lot faster than we had anticipated it. So that was a bit of a surprise. And I think we had a week <laughs> or something before our first event. And I wasn't in the meeting where they picked the name, but I think it was with Brett and Annie and ownership when they probably, when they found all this out and they just had to pick something. <laughs> right. So they came so Annie came to me and said, okay, the name's going to be version one. We need a logo by tomorrow to be able to send to our merch company, Unreal. So you pulled off the logo and identity in one day? Not all of it. Most, mostly just the logo, like the logo mark itself that we worked mm -hmm. on and it might have been more closer to two days. It might have been like a Wednesday to Friday kind of thing, yeah. but it was pretty short timeline. We had to pick, we had to pick the primary color and the make the logo mark pretty insanely fast for how this process normally goes. Yeah. Did you tap into your team to help brainstorm and put concepts together? Or did, was it like a one man show? You just put your head down and got it done. <laughs> I normally 
would have done that. But I think this one was, it was such a quick timeline that we like, there wasn't even time for that. We had done some kind of brainstorming and mock-ups for some previous name ideas that we were messing around with that they translated a little bit. So there was a, there was a tiny bit of groundwork for us to work off of, which was really helpful in the long run and uh, helped us get that, get to that spot, I think. Yeah, I bet. And it's cool. So it, the V, if I could describe it, is has separation at the base of the V. And so to the left is the traditional letter, but to the right <laughs> is a number one. If you have something printed, we can show this. I have some samples of the jerseys here. Yeah, which is cool. Like it's simple, but it's really beautiful. And I've been noticing on social media that fans, when our team, because now they're already competing because it was fast, that fans are starting to use a play on words and writing the word version and then using the word one as in winning a game, W-O-N. Was that even something that you had considered would be a play on words with the word winning with one being winning a game? Definitely not at the time, but it's funny. Actually, our Caitlin, one of our designers, the way version one, version W-O-N came around was she had mocked up an Instagram stories graphic and it said had the logo version one and then one underneath W-O-N like down at the bottom, I was like, were you trying to make it? So it was like a pun or something because that's brilliant if you were. And it turns out she didn't, she hadn't intended to do that, but I, we just decided to roll with it. And I told Tyler, our social media manager, I showed him and he was all about it. And we started, we just started using the hashtag on our victory graphics. I love that. That's awesome. (laughs) So just everyone helped come up with it in a way. Yeah, that's neat when things just fall into place in that way. And the response from fans has has been pretty great from what I've seen. Was there anything else that was just like unexpected when it came to launching that brand that was a shock to you and your design team? Man, it all happened so fast. It was hard to really... (laughs) really take it all in at the time but i definitely we definitely saw like the love for it the logo and the colors i think people really like the colors actually more than from what i saw more than even just the logo itself but secondary and tertiary colors are definitely on trend and on brand in terms of what's popular in that audience segment, there's a lot of, there's like a hints of mint and some yellows and a little tinge of pink in there. Tell me a little bit about where design inspiration on building out the brand deeper came from for you. And we're honestly, we're still working on that as we go. Cause I mean, normally this kind of stuff takes months to figure out, but I know I wanted something like bright because Rocket League is such a vibrant and bright game. So we're definitely leaning towards that. Ownership wanted purple to be a big part of the color scheme. And so that was going to be part, that's always going to be part of our identity and an important part. But I wanted to have us push a little bit past that and see how we can use purple and a whole other color scheme. So we have 
technically the purple is our primary and the green is our secondary. Then we have the gradient, which we pulled at right now we're pulling just different sections of the gradient for depending on what we're trying to do. Mm -hmm. And then one of the big things that made us pick this color scheme is I don't know if you saw that PDF we had sent out with it has that the screen distortion and kind of that oil spill look. But I saw one of those photos and I the three colors that jumped out to me immediately were the pink and the green and like the purple and blue ish kind of kind of hues. Mm -hmm. So if you look at our graphics, you can see that kind of texture thrown in there a little bit because so we're starting to use that as just like a visual theme to pull everything together right at the moment. And that was our <laughs> quick and easy branding exercise we went through and justification slash theme, whatever you want to call it, yeah. that we're running with at the moment while we continue to build it out deeper. Yeah, the look and feel is definitely, I think, very forward and almost futuristic. And I do the the like the overlay, the texture, the graphical elements, everything seems to be extremely sharp and clean lined. The but the social media strategy layered on top of that is throwback, very early tech. And the, the juxtaposition between the two is really interesting. I think it lends to where the future is going, but also a nod to like the start of the esports industry and core gamers. They definitely, with the chatter, even before this team was launched, obviously the chatter and the way that they're interacting with each other is like this old school nerd chat, inside jokes, little Easter egg, hidden things. How entrenched are you with the content team and the social team on marrying those things together and being a part of, of that process? Right. Yeah. A lot of that was Tyler Birchbach, our social media manager. He had a lot of good ideas like that. And we, we had that pre-brand, pre-launch brand that we had with just the white, and he was calling it like normcore uh, look that we had with the, just the v1.jpg and running with that and hiding little Easter eggs because we knew the community liked that kind of stuff. It was fun to just mess with people. <laughs> I think mm -hmm. we hid the ratatouille recipe in one of one of the wallpapers or something referencing rat enterprises, which is what the guys called themselves before we had announced that we signed them and we're switching to version one. So a lot of just, I think we're trying to be pretty playful. Mm -hmm. That is Tyler. Like I was saying, I'm mostly in charge of the look and feel and then yeah. I'll throw in some random ideas every once in a while. And our content specialists have good ideas for that too. So it's a team effort really, but I did enjoy how that whole pre-brand came together and we do plan to keep having fun like that in the future. Yeah, it's great to be able to tap into the esports community in, in a really authentic way. But then also the look and feel is something that is almost like life the lifestyle. It's very much in line with the way that gamers are presenting themselves. And I know you have a pre-release or a limited edition merchandise that you did partner with Unreal on. And it's just temporary. I can imagine that you're building out kind of an idea of what 
the full merchandise would look like. In addition to merchandise and the overall brand look and feel and design aesthetic, are there other things that you're going to be taking this brand and, and living them, like building them throughout like the facility and the offices when you go back? Is that something that's been discussed? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's definitely a whole other step we have to look at. And it definitely depends on the state of the world and everything yeah. for when we'll get to the facility and stuff. But I'm definitely, I'm definitely looking forward to that because I do have a little bit of experience helping because we helped. I was on the design team that helped open the Spring Stadium and TCO, our Twin Cities Orthopedic Performance Center for the Vikings. And that was a really fun process to go through and, oh, what's this wall going to look like? What's this wall going to look like? And how can we permeate the brand throughout the building? And I think especially this brand that we started to build is going to be really fun to do that kind of stuff with for the facility. I have a few ideas. I'm hoping we can work with some local artists and stuff like that to do a mural or something, stuff like that, that would make it really unique. That would be really cool. And Wise Esports, I know that it's been talked about that the parent brand may potentially change in the future to something new. It could be in line with what you guys are doing with the Rocket League team. It could be something entirely new. How does that uncertainty of what are we going to be in maybe even in a couple of months or a few weeks, how does that uncertainty kind of impact how you approach building these brands every day yeah it's definitely an interesting dynamic luckily social media is so like quick you can design just for the now on social at least you don't have to think super long term that's where we're at right now we're just trying to get through the next tournament get through the next (laughs) event and stuff and just keep digging a little deeper as we go yeah so Obviously, I'm hoping we can just keep this branding and then use it for the full company and just really be able to build it out that much further. But it is definitely a challenge to not really know for sure what is going to happen. Tell me about trying to keep your team connected. How many people are on your team, on your creative team? So our structure is a little different than a traditional creative team. We have... So we have a right now we have a craft designer on contract who reports directly to me and then we have our content team who is Tasha, Raul, Trevor and Ellie. They all focus have their own kind of specialties in design and production and just social media content building in general. So they're all those four are working on building so all the social media content and stuff. And they do a great job at that and just pumping that out. And then Caitlin and I work a little more on kind of the overall branding and I, when the occasional print piece comes up, we do that kind of stuff. So that's a little bit how it's broken down. And then we have Tyler Birchbach who also works really closely with us as the social media manager. So that's pretty much our direct team right now for employees that do any sort of like production or creative work at the moment. But it's a little different than a normal 
than like a traditional creative department. And with COVID, has it been harder for you? Like, how are you guys staying connected? And has it been harder for you in terms of brainstorming strategies and collaboration with being isolated in your own homes? It's a little hard. There's some days that are hard to get in the zone creatively. We try to have meetings and brainstorms to help with that. We play Rocket League. (laughs) We play Call of Duty and stuff together every once in a while just to keep it fresh. I mean, one one thing that is actually pretty fun that is a team bond like bonding experience is just working the tournaments that do come up. We all get into Discord and everyone's working on graphics, working on video, working on posting, but we're all talking and communicating. And um, that's probably the best time right now without being able to be physically together where we come together as a group. In addition to Discord, are there other tools that you guys use to stay connected and share ideas? Discord, Slack, the main two, I think. Yeah, we have a few Slack channels where we're just dropping different ideas and stuff. And we have our little like creative team Slack channel where we uh, can talk about all this stuff, but primarily those two. Great. And what do you think the future is for your creative team and what you guys are building? Like what's on the, what's on the horizon? It's hard to say right now, just with so much changing all the time. I believe we're adding a video editor soon, which will be a good addition. We have a new brand director that starts next Monday on the 24th. So that will, that'll be who I uh, report directly to. So we're excited to have him, him on board with us. And then, uh, yeah, I, uh, for the immediate future, that's probably what we're going to have to roll with, but I'm hoping we can get to a point where we can build a true production team and be making our own hype videos, doing all of our design and stuff in house to the point we have to work on. <laughs> I keep trying to convince people we need a whole other production studio, but that's a whole, that's a budget thing that needs to go through ownership. But I mean, yeah, that would be, especially as we bring on more and more teams, just being able to have the creative firepower and production ability to do as much as possible in house and do it at a high level is really what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Yeah, then that's definitely part of overall growth is identifying what's going to really help maximize not only the design aesthetic and the quality, but the internal processes as well. What type of a process do you usually use when you're designing? Do you like have your own little <laughs> go-to thing that you enjoy doing? Just design specifically? Yeah. Are you like a sketch things out? Are you a whiteboard guy? Are you just pulling a ton of ideas and then piecing them together? Like, how do you come up with different ideas? And you guys are just moving at such a fast pace. I can't imagine trying to (laughs) turn things out as quickly as you are. Yeah. On the front end, I do a lot of visual research, making mood boards and stuff. And then once I get into like design mode, it's, I don't know, I kind of, in that world, I live in chaos in a way, <laughs> just trying a bunch of different things, putting them together. 
sometimes I have a very specific direction or thing I'm trying to do, but then some I have another offshoot idea and then build that out a little more and then they come together and maybe I ter accidentally turn a certain Photoshop layer on and it looks really cool and it, I, I wasn't expecting it. So just being able to have a direction, but figure it out as I go and discover things as I go, that's usually what ends up working best for me. And where, what other teams do you notice? Who do you feel is that you can draw inspiration from as a designer within the esports space? Are there other teams or properties or even startups in the space that aren't competitive gamers that you have noticed that you think are really doing a, a, a great job tapping into that audience and the look? Yeah. I mean, just today I was going through different websites and stuff to get some inspiration for our future website build outs. And obviously there's brands like uh, 100 Thieves, Cloud9. I was really enjoying the G2 website today. They have an awesome page where you can walk through their facility and it's all like this blueprint stuff. Those are obviously the big three, <laughs> mm -hmm. three of the big biggest ones in the space. I also try to take inspiration from outside of esports and gaming too, just so there's, we don't get in too much of an echo chamber and stuff and make sure we're, we keep pulling ideas from everywhere um, right. as much as possible. Because you want to be authentic to the space, but you don't want to all be the same. Right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And I think your brand really sets apart. I mean, just from from colors with other teams within Rocket League, you guys own the space on the purple, orangey, yellows. <laughs> no one else is really there. There's like a lot of blue. There's a lot of obviously black and white. So it's been really cool to see something that really is set apart and leaning into that. How much do you pay attention to the esports community as a whole? And where are you gleaning information from? And is it just through Discord? Are you looking at Reddit servers? Like, how are you really tapping into that fan persona? Yeah, I try to. So, obviously, just because we have teams in RLCS and CDL. I try to follow as many teams in those as I can and just make sure I know I'm really pretty tuned into what's happening there. And then obviously follow the other bigger teams, our orgs across all sports, the same ones I was talking about earlier and others, just to make sure I keep a general general awareness of what's going on, like Twitter and Instagram, pretty much all platforms and stuff and just keep paying attention and just basically just keep consuming all that content and stay up to speed on as much as possible. And obviously everyone has their limits on <laughs> how much you can take in, but just trying to stay generally aware of what's going on. Yeah, for sure. Cause you like so much information, you just get like information <laughs> overload and none of right. it just becomes like unnecessary. You don't even know what to, what to do with <laughs> any of it. I'd love to hear you share a little bit about like what your goals are personally. Like, where do you see yourself? Do you see yourself long-term? Are you like all in on esports? Is it, do you miss working in traditional sports, you know, photography versus design? Like what drives you? It's a fire in your belly. I, I am someone who likes to do all of the things. <laughs> Definitely design and photography are my, um, 
kind of my top what i've spent the most time doing what i love doing but i also i've done a little bit of animation and some video stuff so i always want to keep building those skills as well right now i'm lucky that i'm in a position where i can do all of those things at different times so that is one thing i really enjoy about about this position in particular as for the future i haven't thought ahead too much me and my wife always talk about traveling and stuff but luckily as we've proven the last few months it's pretty doable to work from work remotely and get stuff done still so right. it's hard to say really uh, i do like you're saying i do i did enjoy traditional sports a lot especially being there and in the stadium for photography and stuff which we did have we had for a bit with call of duty but yeah, I don't. I like to keep my options pretty open and just kind of try to do as much as I can. That's great. No, that's awesome. I'm definitely in the same boat. I like to work on a variety of things and manage a bunch of different types of disciplines and projects because it just, as a creative, it helps you come up with new ideas too because you're paying attention to so many different things and looking at them from from different angles. So it's exciting that you've had the experience, the opportunity to have a, a breadth of experience within this space. And I think we'll be back to live events. I mean, it might be a year from now, but that's the beauty of esports. I think that's what's really helped our industry grow during COVID is we started with digital and we've mastered digital events. And we're learning a lot from traditional sports on how to not only build out, but effectively monetize a live event and produce these large scale live events. And COVID has obviously dampened that. And now it's back to, to leading the way really for a lot of other industries to, to take a look at what we're doing with these live events and these live tournaments and matches and be successful in creating sound digital strategies that are applied specifically to an esports audience. It was really great hearing you share about building out these brands. I mean, you've built out in one year and maybe in a year and a month, you've built out two esports properties, two pro teams <laughs> from the ground up. It's a huge accomplishment. And I mean, I feel like, especially our core fans here in, in Minnesota, where we're both based, are really on fire for the look for the brands. I have gear in rocker gear. And when I go on walks, like walking my dog, there's a lot of kids, teenagers and guys in their twenties specifically that recognize that big, looks like a helmet, like a um, medieval helmet. They notice it right away. And they like, think I'm some cool old lady. I'm sure they want to know where that came from, but it's great. I think you've done a tremendous job. It's really cool to see how everything has come together. How do people find you? If someone wants to connect with you, what's the best way for them to reach you? Probably on Instagram or Twitter. I have been too busy to post a ton lately, but... And what's your Twitter handle? It's just K-U-H-N-D-A-N-E. So my last name, then first name. Last name, first name, last. Awesome. So we'll, Not too exciting, um, but... <laughs> if people want to follow along with what Dane's doing with Minnesota Rocker and V1 and his design team, follow them there. Or follow the teams themselves. They're constantly generating really cool content. So you can see Dane's work 
both on the V1 website and social and Minnesota Rocker website and social. Thanks so much for coming on and just sharing a lot about what's going on from a design perspective. Not a lot of people get to hear from the core content creators <laughs> perspective, what it's like being at a team and, and building things out. So I totally appreciate you for, for coming on. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Dane. Thanks. <laughs>